As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, everyone. Welcome in the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Davis Maddock. I am joined by Rich Rebar on our final Friday discussion of the year. We got one game left um reeves i don't think i have not gotten a game wrong in the playoffs yet we are we are we are riding into i think the only game uh that we talked about either side that that anyone has got wrong on this program in the playoffs was was packers cowboys i i think that's the only spot uh that collectively as a group we have missed here so it's been it's been a nice little four-week period it's been it's been a very good nfl playoffs in my opinion i think we've gotten a bunch of good games yeah, I was I was openly rooting for the the Ravens to win two weeks ago against the Chiefs, but you know definitely acknowledged that the Chiefs were still alive. Uh, Ravens, you know, came out came out in just second half of that game could not get the ball into the end zone. They had a couple, you know, obviously Zay Flowers, poor Zay Flowers, you know, do, uh, all of his emotions that's, the, the entire drive. <laughs> you know, that's the so that's so funny because obviously the discourse now. I mean, you know this as well as anyone. Lamar can't get it done. No, yeah, he can't. Man. He can't. He that's can't win the big game. That's why I wanted him to win, man. Uh, so first <laughs> off, obviously, uh, if Zay Flowers just doesn't pull a McCall Hardman, I mean that that it's that's a ten point swing. You know, he he loses the touchdown, and Kansas City goes down and gets a field goal on that drive. That's a huge swing. That was the biggest. Uh, that was the biggest EPA play of the game, either way, negative or positive. You know, biggest swing on on one play of the entire game, and. Uh, Tej Seth from Sumer Sports, I think, made this point the other day, or maybe it was Cowboy Stats. One of these two guys made this point that Lamar right now is living the existence of Peyton Manning, where he's winning all of the regular season accolades. He puts up the crazy fantasy numbers. No one serious, you know, no, no serious football person is saying, oh, yeah, Lamar, he stinks. He can't get it done or whatever. But because of the presence of another all-time Pantheon great, in his conference and because of some bad injury luck he has not summited the mountain which obviously i can't think of two guys who are stylistically much different than lamar jackson and peyton manning but they are kind of living those simultaneous experiences right now yeah and i know that there's some people that are kind of upset the chiefs are in you know i've, I've I, you oh that kind yes of people are mad like people have like big time chiefs fatigue and 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 Mahomes last year when he won MVP, like, was totally deserving, like, was good. This Chiefs team is, like, a total different iteration. Uh, and, you know, Mahomes is still kind of Mahomes from a talent level. But even that second half of that Ravens game, like, you still see, like, we, we're not seeing the, the 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 switch getting flipped, like, back to old-style Chiefs. And, like, that's still something that we're, they're going to give up explosives in this game. Are they going to be able to get enough explosives? Because the Ravens were getting explosives in the second half of that game and kind of shot themselves in the foot multiple times and, and like kind of gotten their own way in the effort of their comebacks. But you've seen it again in the second half of that game and the Chiefs could not move the football. 
And something is, and this is an ongoing problem the entire year. I mean, it's been going on the whole entire year since week one. So the second half. Uh, so in the playoffs, they've only scored a touchdown on three of 15 second half possessions. And yep. in the, in, during the regular season, they were 30th in touchdown rate per drive in the second half of games, 30th in the NFL. In the in the in the postseason, they're only averaging four point nine yards per play in the second half, six point one yards per play in the first half. In the regular season, they are averaging six point three yards per play in the first half, and they dropped down to twenty fifth only at four point eight yards per play in the second half. This is something that's been going on. Like it used to be the old Chiefs, where if the Chiefs got down like seven, you'd be like, "Oh shit, let me check out the money line. It's time to hit. It's time to hit old Pat the Chiefs in the money line." Uh, but this year, they only won three games where they were trailing by more than seven points. Uh, seven points or more outside the first quarter. And two of those games, they beat Jake Browning and Aiden O'Connell. Like this is not like this, this team doesn't have the ability when they're in a hole to like score fast or like generate big plays. And only the Panthers average fewer yards per touchdown on their touchdown plays than the chiefs did this year. Like they have to, they have to manipulate drives and score on, on like long sustained drives and that's still something that hasn't caught up to them. Will it catch up to them here? The 49ers definitely can't play like the way they did the first two games, the postseason, and just expect the chiefs to beat themselves. Like the Packers and lions kind of did to help right. them out. Uh, so, I mean, it's a weird dynamic here, but uh, definitely this chiefs, like this isn't like an old school chiefs team. Like this team is predicated on like ball control and defense for like the first time uh, in, in Mahomes' career. Yes. So, that is, I mean, it, obviously that's the weirdest thing coming into this game is that the Chiefs have the defensive advantage and any way you slice it, if you are looking at numbers, any in, any number, I mean, from, from a number that you could get Kyle Slaughter to accept to a PFF number, the 49ers have the offensive advantage. I mean, they have, they have more explosive plays, way better yards to play. I, I believe Purdy just had the single greatest adjusted yards per attempt season of all time. I, I believe, I believe I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to go look that up when I toss it back over to you, but I'm pretty sure that that is true. The 49ers clearly have the better offensive players. Uh, Debo Samuel would, would be Tyreek esque Debo, Debo Samuel on the chiefs might break. Like he might score like 27 points per game in fantasy football. I, can, I just can't even really imagine. And Debo Samuel weirdly is like the Andy Reed player of all time. Like, 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 you know, he's like the final evolution of these players that Andy Reed has had his entire career. These kind of wide receivers who can't run routes, but are good with the ball in their hands. But like Debo obviously is this great route runner and I'd love to see him on the chiefs. Ayuk would be the best player on the chiefs. George Kittle probably at, at this age is probably even better than Travis Kelsey. Obviously McCaffrey is, you know, we, we argue so much about all oh, running backs. Do they matter? Like, like in a single game, McCaffrey versus any other running back like that is going, he is going to be more efficient and generate more expected points than any other available running back. And I say all these, and obviously this is like you turn on, ESPN, Fox Sports, whatever, whatever, mainstream, whatever. Every person you know has said the same thing. The 49ers are the better team, but the Chiefs have the head coaching the and the quarterback player. advantage. They have the best player and they have the better coach. Um, and that, I think, honestly, at the end of the day, Reeves, you and I, what have we been doing this show? Four years, five years, something like that. We've been doing it a while. And the overarching principle of this program has been we take the best quarterback. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously there's a lot more to talk about, but I am, obviously I want the chiefs to win. That's a big part of it. 
But for example, last year, the Eagles game, I felt far less confident about taking the Chiefs. I, I actually thought Jalen could pretty much play Pat to a draw, which is funny considering how poorly the Eagles ended the season this year. But it's, it is kind of funny how that how good the Eagles were in 2022-23 has been memory wiped. Hurts was great in the Super Bowl. Like He it was, was awesome. He was the he best was awesome. player in that game. He made it, and really, it was it was he made one mistake, and it wasn't even really a mistake. It just was bad luck, you know the the strip sack. Like it just Fumbles was that kind of set up the whole like just kept the Chiefs in it. Yeah, I mean that was that was really the only thing that happened. Uh, and then the the Buccaneers Super Bowl, I was like, I did not want to pick the Chiefs. The vibes for the Chiefs in the Buccaneers Super Bowl was like at an all time low. Like half, like more than half the offensive line was out. Andy Reid's son had just killed somebody and was in jail. Like it was a home game, like literal, literal home game. Like the vibes could not have been worse in that spot. I I don't even really remember. I probably did bet on the Chiefs in that game. Not with any great sense of conviction. I I, I will say the Mahomes in that, that Buccaneers Super Bowl played the best game I've ever seen a quarterback play. He was unreal. Yeah. He threw he threw a ball literally like perpendicular, like one inch off the ground. Yeah, Daryl Williams. Daryl <laughs> Williams. It it was in his hands. It was it in his head. and it was it, in the head. it was going. It was that was going into half. That act it could have been competitive had Daryl Williams caught that. I like, dropped a, a touchdown that Mahomes made on like a stupid play too. Like uh, Mahomes was like he was running for his life literally that entire game. And that's the thing. Like his, his sack avoidance is so amazing. We're gonna get into some Mahomes numbers here that are yeah. kind of scary, but like his sack avoidance is still like you cannot get this dude in the ground like what a what a demon i mean he's probably the best ever at sack avoidance given the volume of his dropbacks i, I don't Especially think he does it different than brady because like brady always had really good sack avoidance numbers even but he turf it even at the end, yes, he would. And he, because his thing, especially the last two years in Tampa, when Tampa had that, when their offensive line fell apart after the Super Bowl, like, yeah, he literally would just get the ball and it would be out of his hands. He just was like, fuck this. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, and Peyton, you know what? Peyton would do that too. I mean, how many times, how many times did Peyton just turf it, throw it at Donald Brown's feet? You know, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's almost the defining play that I remember of Peyton Manning was, ha- well, Brady and Manning were just, were both so good at that. And obviously, you know, Manning and Brady would always get, they would always get that friendly whistle, you know, of the, you know, maybe if Derek Carr does that, it's an intentional grounding, but you're not calling intentional grounding on, on Tom Brady. You know, it's intentional not. Intentional grounding also, I think in the NFL, this is another, like, this is probably just old man yells at clouds thing, but like intentional grounding, I feel like in the NFL has totally jumped the shark from like what, like probably the original role was intended. Like every game, like even my son is just like, that has to be intentional grounding. I'm like, eh, I guess it's not. Like, well, sir, because because obviously what has happened, and this is this is just, I mean, this is just game theory, right? Any game you've ever played, like board game, video game, whatever, yeah. is that if there is any kind of edge to be exploited inside of a rule set, it is your imperative to do it. So there yep. is no incentive for Mahomes to actually try and hit Marquez Valdez-Scantling in the hands when he's about to get sacked. He just needs to get it above his head and out where a defender cannot come down with it which is intentional grounding in the sense that he is trying to ground the ball and have the result of the play be an incomplete pass but the way that it's legislated it's not intentional grounding yep, yep, yeah yeah that's another, another another thing maybe we'll talk about nfl rules on another show because i still can't believe we have 70 year old men eyeball spotting the football still when there's chips in every single player and you know on the field and we know exactly we can, we can get this there's a accurate. there's a chip in the ball yeah there's a chip the, in the ball 
And and we have literally 70-year-old men eyeballing stuff. I I can't remember a postseason where there'd be a spot of football. I'm like, man, that dude spotted that thing two yards off, or like a yard and a half off, or like a half yard off. I'm like, what is how are we still doing this? How how is this still the way? Yeah, it is, it is insane. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm definitely leaning under on this total. I, I think it honestly I think I think if it goes over, I think that means the 49ers win. You know, it just it just sort of it just does sort of feel that way. Probably means that because the 49ers are gonna have such an edge on the explosive plays. Like who scores a 60 yard touchdown for the Chiefs? I mean, is that even possible? Like <laughs> I guess maybe Hardman could do it, or maybe they score a punt return or something, but it just and last it, year that was the big thing. Remember, Tony had the big punt return that well, I know because I had Tony at a hundred to one to win Super Bowl MVP. And if he would have if he would have scored that the first ever punt return touchdown in the history of the Super Bowl and the four yard receiving touchdown. I mean, he does win Super Bowl MVP. He probably does because Mahomes kind of last year, and I'm not saying Mahomes wasn't deserving of it, but it was kind of just like hey, the winning, we have to give it to the winning quarterbacks. The Chiefs really oh, well, didn't have it's anyone. The same thing as yeah. the first time they won the Super Bowl. Damian Williams should have won it, but but the voters are just like, Damian Williams, who cares? You know, whatever. We're giving it to Pat. I mean, Pat was good in that first Super Bowl, but he, yeah, I mean, yeah. he was fine. Yeah, he was more or less fine. He did two picks, but I mean, that's what, what you'll have. Yeah, I mean, I hate to distill, like, you know, the whole, like, you know, because I wrote uh, I wrote this game up in, like, massive detail, like, the most detail sure. I've done a worksheet all year, right? Like, you know, the, the, you get everything you want if you go check that out. Um, and then you but, have to say, but. Yeah, I, well, I hate to distill, like, the, the, the game, it still comes down to, like, like, Brock Purdy has to play at least a B-plus game, right? Like, the Chiefs can win this game with, like, a with like a B-Patrick Mahomes game because they've been doing it all damn year, right? Like, that's their defense has been that good. We've seen the 49ers now. They're, that Brock, Brock Purdy in particular, like, when they've had to face, like, better opponents, like, during the course of the season, which is very finite. Like, they did not play a lot of really good teams over the course of the season. And we haven't seen, like, Brock Purdy really punch up against a really good defense yet in his early career. And that's still just me a question that's going to come up time again until he finally does. Right. Like in that, it, here we are again, we're at another fulcrum point. Like can Brock Purdy punch up in this game uh, in the playoffs, the 49ers. I mean, so in the regular season, they led the NFL in yards per play on first down seven yards per play. Uh, they've been ninth in the NFL in yards per play on first downs. In the yeah. That's not happening in this game. Yeah, so you so what's been able to bail them out though? So in the regular season, uh, a league low thirty six percent of 49ers set of downs. Like each time they got a first down, only thirty six percent of those they got the third down. So that's right. the lowest rate in the NFL. In the postseason, that's fifty percent. It's the highest rate of any team that's played multiple games this postseason. They've gotten out of them out of a hole because they've actually converted fifty seven percent of their third downs this postseason. The Chiefs are number one in the NFL in yards per play on third downs. They were number one in the regular season. They've only allowed 2.9 yards per play on third down in three postseason games against Lamar Jackson, against Josh Allen, and against the, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, teams 11 of 37 on third downs these playoffs, three of 20 on third downs, needing five or more yards in the playoffs. So, like, the 49ers are going to have to be better than they were. And then you talk about, too, like, we talked about a little bit Last week with the Lions, we talked about the Lions being able to cover and potentially be able to win that game, I'm sorry, two weeks ago. And we had talked about all the three good defenses on paper that were remaining, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the 49ers. The 49ers were the one that, like, we felt, like, the sketchiest about. Like, this team's had a few lapses. Like, they, they're not, like, a, the elite defense they were in 2019 when these teams played. Like, they will give up some yardage. And they did again to the Lions. 
Uh, they're, they're, they have exploitable edges to kind of find in this game. And what's interesting is I think both teams should break tendency, and I have more faith in Steve Spagnolo doing it than I do Steve Wilkes. The 49ers are passive defense. They don't blitz. They've only blitzed on 7% of dropbacks in the postseason. They, they were 25th in the NFL in blitz rate uh, during the regular season. But they need to blitz Patrick Mahomes. The Ravens only blitz Patrick Mahomes in the first half of that game. The Chiefs looked awesome in the first half. They were carving the Ravens. You're just like, damn, they are just moving the ball up and down the field on this defense we thought was like really good. And then Mike McDonald said, you know what? Screw it. Like, we're going to blitz your face off in the second half. And you know what? And, and the, the Chiefs couldn't move the football. They blitzed Patrick Mahomes on, on 40% of his dropbacks in the second half of that game. It was just 15% in the first half. And Patrick Mahomes, for the course of the season, when pressured against the blitz, only Zach Wilson has a worse quarterback rating than Patrick Mahomes. Like absolutely like bonkers to be in like the same category as him. And it's, you know why? And they're because the chiefs have nobody that can win quickly on their own. Rasheed Rice right mm -hmm. now, who has been able, they've elevated into being like a guy that has to get 25% of the team targets has just a low ADOT guy. He's the guy you talked about. They've made Rasheed Rice. their like low ADOT guy, like get us a bunch of yak, but like, he's not winning like in, in a route on his own. Right. Like when the, no. like when the, when, and, and Kelsey, as good as he's even been this postseason, like he still really isn't winning that way either anymore. And we saw in the second half of that Ravens game, like a lot of his stuff still has to be schemed, like free step motion and get, find him and, and get him in favorable spots. But there's a reason Mahomes has been so bad against the blitz this year compared to his career. And it's because they don't have anyone that can win. They don't have anyone right. that, can, that wins one-on-one -on -one anymore in the, in the context of the play. Right. And is Steve Wilkes going to like uh, go against tendency? And, and and inversely, the Chiefs, who are an aggressive defense and do blitz a lot, they should actually play passive. If you look at Brock Purdy, all of his mistakes, even this postseason where he's been like relatively shaky, he's absolutely decimated still man coverage, and he's still been really good against the blitz. Like when you speed him, like the 49ers are built, like they're the opposite. They have all dudes that, that win one-on-one. -on -one. Everyone on their team wins one-on-one. Ayuk, Kittle, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, if you want to blitz, like all these guys win one-on-one. -on -one. Brock Purdy threw 11 interceptions this season. Eight of them, eight of those 11 came against zone coverage where the opponent did not blitz. They, they forced him to, to make these reads. He Because he will throw you some 50-50 some balls, man. Like, he'll try to make some throws he probably shouldn't make. Uh, and those turn into turnovers. So I wonder if Spags is going to maybe call off the dogs a little bit He's and make a more in-game adjustment. And that, that extends to the Andy Reid thing, too. Like, if you're just going to check off boxes, I still give the full coaching staff edge to the 49ers. They have Kyle who we know is going to get, we're all on our first name basis, me and Kyle. Uh, sure. You know, <laughs> wait, you said, you said you give the full coaching staff edge to the 49ers. No, to the chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I have yeah. more faith in Steve Spagnolo making adjustments. We've actually seen him in the, you know, obviously Dude, he's been, he's been <laughs> like the wizard of second half defensive adjustments yes. where it's like, I, I mean, obviously I don't know that much about defensive football. I can't say exactly what it is, but I, as a, fan of the team i watch them give up these types of plays and uh, the buffalo game is probably the best example where like they're just getting smoked kind of feels like buffalo's getting whatever they want and then the second half comes out and it's like a vice grip is long on their offense like they can't do anything they can't like spags has been so good at that in the second halves now my my thought would be just based off of the diff were actually really the differences between Purdy and Jimmy. Because if I'm thinking about the main differences between and those two guys, why they got rid of Lance? Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I think I think the primary difference has been Purdy has been a willing, a big difference, willing and capable thrower outside the hashes, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field in a way that I, I don't really remember Jimmy ever doing that successfully for the 49ers, honestly. And then obviously he's, he's more mobile. Like Purdy is like a little bit more mobile, can get you some first downs here or there that Jimmy was never getting you. So I'm wondering if one of the things that Spags might dial up, especially early on, like maybe first three drives, is actually trying to do what defenses have been doing to Mahomes, which is you don't blitz them, four-man rush, too high safety, and say you got to get, you got to take it over the middle. And obviously that's more dangerous against the 49ers than the Bills or the Ravens or whoever because – because they're just going to run. If you give because McCaffrey, McCaffrey will just run. That's, yeah. This is what makes the 49ers such a great dynamic, right? Because if you do, yeah. they, they actually see two high safeties at one of the lowest rates in the NFL because of yep. that, right? Like, because if they yep. see two high safeties, they're just going to run. They're going to run the ball. <laughs> that's, that's what they're going to do. That's what makes the damned if you do, damned if you don't thing with the 49ers. Like, do you, do you press to sell out the, to stop McCaffrey and the run? And then kind of, like I said, play more man coverage. And they've got just guys that can win kill Debo, Ayuk. Yeah, easy game. Uh, yeah, but the Chiefs have been awesome defensively in the second half of the game. That's the reason why they've been able to get by being so bad and so anemic offensively in the second half of these games is because the defense has been that good. And I just have more faith, like I said, if, if I need a coach a coach to, to, like, adjust, I just believe in Spags more than I do Steve Wilkes, man, like, uh, on the defensive side. There's one thing, though, about this game I will say about the Chiefs defense that I keep coming back to, and I wrote this up a little bit. So the Chiefs, they played they played eight games this year against teams that are in the top ten of scoring. Only yeah. one of those teams scored more points than they averaged during the regular season against the Chiefs. Everyone else, they just limited. Like they faced the Dolphins. Dolphins scored twenty one total points in two games against the Chiefs. Uh, you know they they, they faced the, the the Eagles. The Ravens scored ten points, and then maybe they should add more. But they, you know what, they ended up with ten. Like absolutely massive difference, as I said. But the one team that actually had the Chiefs in a box in a quandary the whole game. And scored more points than the average was the Green Bay Packers. And yep. what do the Green Bay Packers have? You know, where does Matt LaFleur come from? He worked under Kyle Shanahan in Washington, Atlanta, and Houston. They conceptually do a lot of similar things. In that game, Spags did not do, he did not do what we talked about. He actually blitzed at the highest rate they blitzed in every game outside of the Ravens game last week. The Ravens game was the highest they blitzed all season. The Jordan Love game, they blitzed 41% of the time. He got absolutely killed in that game against the Blitz. Uh, Jordan Love was 12 of 16 against the Blitz. And then they killed him in the play-action pass in that game, which is you know you're going to get with the 49ers too. So, like, uh, that's the one game I keep coming back to. It's like the Chiefs defense, as good as they've been all year, it's like, all right, so does Kyle Shanahan find things that Matt LaFleur, you know, his old buddy that worked under him, like, exploited in that game? Or does Spags go back to that game and say, hey, we've got to calibrate, like, versus this? So that's what's really cool is I go back to that Packers game for sure and see if that's the game that's kind of like the linchpin of like, do the 49ers pull stuff from that game that can be exploited or is Steve Spagnuolo go back and look at that game and say, hey, they're going to try to conceptually do some of this stuff. We have to adjust and try to stop that. What if I what if I told you Jordan Love is better than Brock Purdy? I think from I've... a talent perspective, it's not one was a first round. Maybe there's a reason one was a first round pick and one was the last pick of the draft. But I will say I mean, this, the, 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 this is the reason why though Purdy – I, is the best iteration of a player to be kind of in this offense because yeah. because they got rid of Lance because Lance could do the all the off script stuff but he couldn't play 
in in script in this offense. He just had he he didn't have it. He didn't have any of the in script stuff that Kyle wants to run. Uh, like all the quick stuff and like Trey Lance didn't have that. Purdy actually is kind of the best of both worlds. He can run it to like a level of the the Garoppolo's, right? He he can. He's shown us he can run that, and then he's good enough off script that since Robert Griffin's the only other quarterback he's had outside of Trey Lance that can win off script the as good as Purdy does. Like when you think like Matt Ryan and Jimmy, like I mean Purdy made three plays in that Lions game that are dead in any other quarterback that like Kyle's had with the 49ers, like are just are blown up, like absolutely dead. And Purdy made at least three plays that you, the use check, the two use, both use check catches. And then he had two scrambles. So I'll say four that no other player like Garoppolo is not making those plays. Like they're no. dead. Those are dead plays. And Purdy made those plays, you know, and I, I've been me. This is, I, I did want to talk about this because I've been meaning to do this. Like the whole idea that Purdy is this like, you know, lucky to be here, Mason Rudolph ass quarterback. I do. I, I, and I even did a, a little Google dive on this yesterday. I mean, Purdy was a legit, you know, you know, a great comp for Purdy is actually Spencer Rattler, who is about to be like a fourth round pick this year out of nowhere. Obviously, never hyped to that degree because he was at Iowa State and not Oklahoma. But after his rookie year at Iowa, or rookie year, after his freshman year, he was like, you know, the, the 2019, 2020 off season stuff was like Purdy, uh, Purdy in the running for Heisman Purdy and Rattler are going to are battling for the big 12. Cause I like went back and Googled all these articles. Purdy was always a good quarterback. And I can't remember what I, I believe it was. I got to go back and look, but he had a really great coach when he was a freshman at Iowa state. So he had, well, maybe not Matt Campbell. Never mind. All right, I made I made that shit up. I made I don't even know who the fuck that is. That that was you, a total. I mean, that you, was a total I remember false watching memory. Purdy though in college because uh you know Iowa State had some they had some good players on those teams. They obviously they had you had Brees Hall, Brees Hall, Xavier Hutchinson, Charlie Kalar. Yeah, yeah. Who was the receiver they had ahead of Hutchinson? Who did Hutchinson kind of? Replace? Oh, he was he was uh he, well David Montgomery was there. You remember you remember a guy by the name of. Hakeem Butler. Yeah, that's who it was. It was Butler when Butler left. I was like, yeah. That was his. That was uh, his primary guy that he threw to when he, when he was ran. A People freshman. forget like Purdy like ran a lot in college too. Like he he was mobile. Purdy had a hundred rushing attempts his freshman season at Iowa State because he can move a little bit. Like it's interesting because he has kind of an aspect where he is like Tua and Goff, right? Where like he is in that sense where like he does get elevated by. The scheme and surrounding players like two and golf yes, too. Totally. But he, but he can win off script more than those guys. So the, the the Purdy discourse is fun because the you know it's it's always on on Twitter that is or in the public media it's polar opposites right. It's either the guys you have one camp that's like Purdy's the next Tom Brady and then you have the other camp that's like Purdy. It all of this is just counterfeit. Like it's all it's all smokers. When the I truth think, li- when the truth I lies think... it's like Purdy is like a complete above average quarterback. Like totally. He's like, he's like, you know what he is? He's kind of like a mobile Kirk Cousins, but he, instead of going through the wilderness for his entire career, he just landed in like the nut spot for him immediately. Like immediately, you know, I would kind of, I would kind of compare it. And Kirk uh, is not the same risk taker, obviously that, um, that Purdy is. 
Yeah, I mean, it, like, obviously, if he he was the, and then you have the other part of the discourse where it's like if Purdy was actually like taken with a first round pick and like given all this like uh, these expectations, you know, it's almost like Purdy succeeding to this degree is like a middle finger to like scouts, right? Like, and that in that totally, in that camp doesn't want to let that go, uh, but like who gives a shit but like i mean really the purdy discourse is definitely in between the two camps it's just fun to see those two sides yellow at like that from like that those two high degrees i mean part of me does want the 49ers to win just for that chaos right like just to see like the like brock purdy winning super bowl versus patrick Mahomes like would be it would like, it, would, it be... would be absolutely amazing <laughs> I mean, ultimately, the 49ers losing that Ravens game in the regular season robbed us of some of the, the greatest discourse of all time. You know, Purdy, Purdy winning MVP or whatever. He probably wins MVP if that doesn't happen for sure. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think he was I think he was minus 200 before that game. And then Lamar went to like minus a thousand after that game or well, something. They showed like all it. the votes. Who fin- did he finish second? Oh, I'm sure he did. Uh, NFL MVP Someone, ranked I, I saw votes. I saw Miles Garrett got one vote. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, here it is right here. Uh, Dak was second, actually. My bad. Purdy finished fourth. Really? Dak, Dak finished second. I mean, it wasn't close. Like, obviously, Lamar won in a landslide. Lamar won, yeah. But uh, yeah, Dak was second. CMC was third, then Purdy, then Josh Allen. Uh, what Miles, do you, um, what do you think Stafford about the... Matthew Stafford got four, four, uh, two votes. Good. He, des- he deserves that, I think. Yeah. Do you like the ranked choice voting? I I do no. like the ranked choice. I mean, voting. I don't I don't care. It, it is what it is. These are things that like, you. It's fun for these conversations are fun to have, but like I don't get invested in them to the degree like the Hall of Fame stuff. And See, everything. I, I well the Hall of Fame I don't care, but MVP I do always care about. I I am always this was I am a always weird year for MVP. the MVP for the NFL. Like it felt like they were always gonna default like whoever was like best team, right? Like that was what was gonna happen. Because there well, wasn't, like, was... one statistical guy, like, blowing, like, Purdy was the closest dude, like, blowing everyone out. But, like, there wasn't, like, we didn't have, like, that that quarterback. Because it wasn't that kind of NFL season. People forget this NFL season was not good. It was not very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't. I mean, Allen, it was all set up to be the year that Allen would win. And yeah. then his team just blew too many fucking games, basically, is what happened. Like, his team his team just didn't win. It. Although, they did end up being the, the two seed in the end, right? I do think under the context of like what my criteria for MVP would be that Allen probably should have won it. But I mean, the NFL is always going to default though. Like when you have a team like the Ravens that, you know, wins 13, 14 games and their quarterback does have a good year, like, like Lamar Jackson, this was the best version of Lamar Jackson we had had for sure this season. And yes, yeah, he, he passed the best considering additional volume and higher degree of difficulty right like andrews gets injured his best wide receiver is a rookie all his running backs get injured like they do every single year like yeah i mean lamar was a totally deserving mvp no no doubt about it yeah so i mean yeah dak had the most uh only one other person had a first place vote than lamar jackson it was josh allen so uh, sure uh he had 49 uh, 50 all right, so what what is your uh, what is your card look like uh, at this point? I mean, so obviously, I mean, I do have some Chiefs money line stuff out there. Again, why would we go we, for five years? We've been saying Mahomes is a dot. If you're going to give me points, to Mahomes, we're just going to take him. But I do he's, think the he, best. He's nine. He's nine and three straight up as a dog. My yeah, and I have some. First of all, it's even bonkers that he's only been a a dog 
11 times in his career, like with the overall 120 starts, like absolutely stupid. That also speaks to some things. Uh, but I do think the best bet for the, if it, like this in particular, the I do think the 49ers are pretty live in this game. Uh, oh, like I mean, it, I'm not going to be shocked if the 49ers so. win. Yeah. Uh, especially because, you know, the, the 49ers running backs are going to have more than six carries in this game. That was the other part of the Ravens. Like, game yeah, that was just, so bizarre. Like they turned it into a drop back Lamar game. That's the other part of the discourse for Lamar is like, you see, like they tried to make, they tried to do the quarterback thing and like Lamar couldn't get it done. And like, ah, just, just damn it. We got to live through this shit again. Uh, yeah. That's why I wanted it to get over the hump finally. But, um, I do think the best bet I think is a little six point tease here where you take the chiefs to plus seven and a half or plus eight, depending what book they are. And you take this game down to 41 and a half or 41, depending where it is. And you can take the over that way. Uh, I think that's probably my favorite way to play the game. And then just like play, I'm playing, like, I'm going to play a lot of live stuff in this game. Obviously it's our last live football game, live betting to the people that don't understand, like beating like full game totals is kind of like blackjack, right? Like even if you're good at it, it's, yes, you're going it, to, it's kind of like the way I equate it. Like you're, you're just not going to have a huge long-term success playing full game NFL lines, but these the live betting and live game player props are like, man, they're still such exploitable edges. You can win so much, uh, in that capacity. So I'll be on top of things there, be on some player prop stuff early. If anyone wins, if anyone can be non-quarterback can win this, right? Like, are you like, I'm, I'm still throwing something in on Debo, man. Yeah, I'm Debo. Debo is universally he he's he's probably it's probably the best Super Bowl MVP bet since I've been doing this for a job. Like in terms I mean, of CMC and Debo, I think are both like when you talk about like the context of the 49ers win this game, you could you could have it where if Purdy only throws one touchdown, it's to that player. And that other player also has one rushing touchdown or makes play. Don't forget too, Debo returns kickoffs for the 49ers. And I know it's like a super long stretch, but if we're talking like to win a Super Bowl MVP, that's a non-quarterback. We need one of these goofy ass plays. And like if Debo runs a kickoff back for a touchdown, right? Like that's something that could could swing it. So yeah, I, I like Debo as like the long shot play. Uh yeah, I mean that's that's probably my that's probably my favorite bet. Debo MVP, Mahomes over four and a half rushing attempts is uh oh, dude. Yeah. That that one's really good. But Clyde Edwards Hilaire over five and a half receiving yards. So just to break it down, he plays about 20 snaps per game. He runs about 10 routes per game. He averages 8.6 yards per reception for his career. He's got four targets in the playoffs. He's got at least one reception in every playoff game. McKinnon is is very unlikely to play. Yeah. Clyde Edwards Hilaire over five and a half receiving yards. And uh I, I do the it, this one's probably bet up, but I think the the Noah Gray stuff, the Noah Gray and the Kyle Spellcheck stuff are are two little side props that I like as well. Yeah, I mean Noah Gray has been over two catches, I think, in four of his past six games. Like he's playing, their Chiefs are playing a lot of twelve personnel, uh, a lot more than they did. Obviously, I don't think getting Sky more back is going to take that. I think they're going to keep continuing to run a lot of that. So you got a good shot to get that one and a half receptions, uh, for sure from Noah Gray. Yeah, I love the Mahomes rushing stuff. Um, I'm, do you do you think McKinnon plays though? I don't. I don't think McKinnon plays. I do think Sky Moore is going to be activated though. It sounds like it sounds like they are going to activate Tony's him, but not going to play. Like they're not. I think they're done with him. Dude, if Tony 
if we show up on Sunday and Kadarius Tony is active, I'm going to be like trying to, I'm just, I don't, I'm not going to, I can't handle that. I can't handle Tony being involved in the Super Bowl. I mean, this, I know, this qualifies as a Richie James revenge game, right? Oh, yes, completely. Yeah. Why would it, why would it, why would it not? Why would it not qualify as a revenge game? The, Richie James went 10 for 190 and one for the 49ers uh, in a game where, where Debo and Ayuk were both banged up and they won. That was and the COVID just, game. It was a COVID game. That's right. Yeah, it was. The, all and the then res- they just forgot they, about res- him. Jennings was out. Everyone was out. It was a COVID game. And uh, yeah, Richie James balled out, balled the space off. Yeah. I uh, thought the Chiefs, especially over the back half of the year when, when they did, like when they lost Sky Moore and they tried to make the Tony thing happen, but he just never got on the field. I actually thought Richie James would be a part of their offense and it's never same, happened. Same. Never yeah. happened. Because he can play a little wide receiver, like actual wide receiver. The Chiefs don't have a lot of those guys. I am a, I'm a, <laughs> I, I'm playing a lot of him in showdown. I, I think, I think that, uh, I mean, obviously he does the kick and punt returns, so you get a little bit of edge of him there, but, but uh, I, he should run you know, 12 routes or something like that. And I don't know, you know, Val- Valdez Scantling is the one who, if, if MBS has a good game, it swings things to such a degree because obviously MBS can get open. You know, it's not yeah, really fast. ever been the his dude, problem. The dude is fast. Yeah. <laughs> the, dude, the dude can run fast. That's what we know. Yeah. No, it's um, fun, man. Uh, yeah. Listen, if you want to check out this game in like super detail, it is free on the website. I went like into the weed. I went super into the weeds because it was the last game of the year, uh, like I'm apt to do. So definitely go check that out. If you if yeah. you can't take any more, if you if you're still hungry for more Super Bowl content, I'm sure, dude. People love the Super Bowl. They absolutely love it. So I, I bet I bet they probably will. Yeah, I bet I bet we'll get some extra clicks there. Um, the other thing yeah. too is funny. We had talked about that Ravens game was Warren got absolutely dragged for doing that ref angle. And then like, and oh, yeah. like everyone screamed from the, the mountaintop of like what happened. Taylor Swift to the Super Bowl. Dude, I, you know what? It's, it's one of those, it's one of those things where uh, I, I just, I really hope it's completely rigged. I, I, I absolutely <laughs> like, I want it to be out. rigged. Yeah. Give, give, give them every call. Uh, you know, have a button that Taylor Swift presses up there to get a flag. Like, I, I don't care. Let, let, I would love for for the Chiefs to win uh, a Super Bowl with Taylor Swift cheering on in the press box. Like, that that's a dream come true to me. I think this is going to be a great game, though. I honestly do. I think it's really going to be a good football game. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. I think yeah. Oh, well, it's it's going to be it's going to be an awesome football game. These are two teams with like really interesting matchups. Obviously, this is a Super Bowl rematch. Um. You know, but but Purdy hits that throw to Manny Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Like D- Jimmy G could have a hundred chances to make that throw. He's never making it. Purdy's That's making that throw. Is if the 49ers win this game, and I'm excited to see kind of what happens with this transit because the Chiefs are in a transitional stage that people haven't realized. Like this, you know, what's going to happen after this year, especially if Kelsey retires. But like, if the 49ers win this game. And the Chiefs continue, Mahomes continues on this, like this, this just demonic, you know, tear. He's the next Brady. I mean, them winning this game could be like a one of these new like Super Bowl rivalries, like where we see these two teams periodically play. You know, maybe yeah. in more maybe they play in, in more than in more than, you know, three Super Bowls together, right? Like we didn't really have that a little bit. Like we had that Brady had the Giants twice and lost both both of those games but like the Giants kind of got there the second time in in 2011 like kind of people kind of almost thought accidental and like that was that version of the 
uh, Patriots team. That was like when Edelman was playing like defensive back too. It was like kind of like they were trying to figure Gronk was hurt. They were just trying to figure some shit out with like duct tape and bubble gum. But this could be kind of like a big picture rivalry. These have been, if you look at like just like wins and like playoff wins and where teams have been playing in championship games the last five, six years, like these have been the two teams. These are the two teams. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be interesting to see if we can get like a high stakes rivalry going. I hope so. Uh, yeah, because look, uh, no, no disrespect intended, but Bills Chiefs has been pretty one sided. Uh, so you, gotta I, you be, really you, you can't have a rivalry unless you beat the other team in the postseason, and that's like what we have, Bills Chiefs, and that's currently what we have with you know this Chiefs Niners. If we want it to be, a I guess, rivalry. I guess, I guess, Bengals Chiefs is probably the the best. It's just that everyone forgot about the Bengals because Burrow got hurt this, this year. year but... Was just the, thrown out the window for the Bengals. Yeah uh all right man we'll be back soon you know we'll be talking about uh malik washington and uh and brendan rice and uh jatavian sanders and and all of the incoming prospects here pretty soon i'm really i'm really looking forward to that uh reeves man we we will not go gentle into the good night we will be back soon everyone make sure you're checking out the stuff over at sharp football and uh we'll be back with some some dynasty content here very soon BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.